We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm your host, Nee Wallace-Bruce, a.k.a. NWB, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Corbert Durand. Kobe, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm a little nervous today because it's actually election day here in Canada, and I'm hoping that, well, one of the parties I appreciate wins. So let's just go with that. <laughs> there we go. Well, it's about the swinging vote in Canada, and today's interview is all about swinging kettlebells, in fact. And you will feel fitter just for listening to this episode because we have a very passionate guest. She's all about getting fit internally and externally. And there are kettlebells involved. So without any further ado, it's Jody Barrett from Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. How's it going, Jody? Good. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. It's a pleasure to have you on. And you're out in the prairies of Saskatchewan. And yeah, your your program reaches all around the country and all around the world. Tell us how it all started. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you the Coles version. <laughs> it's always the best, <laughs> shortest. Yeah, so I actually, I got separated in, oh gosh, 2013. And I was trying to figure out what I should do because I had actually stayed home with my three kids for 13 years. Um, I'd always been into fitness. I have my kinesiology degree, but uh, raised my kids for 13 years and then I was trying to figure out what I should do and I kind of went on a, you know, I went, I did everything from sell leggings to I opened an online auction place and that was an eye opener because I realized you really need to love what you do if you run your own business and I did not love doing that. <laughs> so I actually took a pause for a couple months just to kind of you know, look at what I like to do and what and who I was, I guess. And I started training Muay Thai in the city here and um, training kettlebells. And through that, I stumbled across a company out of New York where I thought I should fly down and get certified. So yeah, so I went down there. Um, I got on the plane by myself because everyone thought I was crazy. So I guess nobody wanted to come with me. <laughs> No, people actually they thought I should take somebody with me, but I really, I wanted to go down and um, I went down for six days and I was out of my comfort zone for six complete days. It was exhausting. It was exhilarating all at once. And I got certified. Before I went down, I did ask her though, I wanted to work for her. And I had messaged her prior to that saying that, you know, I thought she should hire me. <laughs> I kind of threw that out there. And um Second day in during my next certification, because I got my master's when I was down there too, she agreed that she would hire me. So I, when I got back on the plane, I had a job. And three months later, um, before I went down for my second round of training, she asked me if I wanted to open up the Canadian region. And seven months after my first certification, Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada was born. And that's kind of, you know, that's the, that's the neat and tidy version of it. <laughs> Nice. Well, 
the empire has been built up from there. Started in New York, and now it's all across Canada. But uh, we 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 don't mind hearing the the long and dirty version. So um, <laughs> we've got time. We've got time. We got time. That. Yeah. Uh, well, what could I even get into there? It was um I think. Probably one of the biggest things when I did get launched the company, I just, you know, it was a lot of learning, right? Like I went from, I think, being a stay-at-home mom jumping into business, the one thing I had was the ability to multitask. And like I went from, you know, raising three kids to raising three kids, you know, every other week I raise them obviously throughout, but when they were at my place and then um, to try and figure out what a business looked like. And it was, uh, I remember the day we actually opened our business on the, it was October. So it's coming up our five year anniversary here. And I remember thinking it was going to be so exciting to, you know, launch it. Here it was and open. And it was the, I, to be brutally honest, it was kind of the most disappointing. I would say it was the most disappointing day, but you know, you build up. It's like you build up for an event in your mind, what you think it's going to be about and that it laid out and it was like, Oh, it's not as exciting as I expected. And then, and then it, I think it kind of was the, like my journey, the business's journey where you looked back and go, Oh, it's not about the day. It's about the journey of the day. Like everything that happened to get to that point. And I look back onto that and I use that when I'm training with people now too. It's like, yes, your end goal might be, let's say you want to drop 25, 50 pounds, but it's the process to lose that weight to get to the person that you are at that time, you, you know, it's the journey of it. And, and that was, the, you know, I think that's the coolest thing about all of it. It was, it's about the journey and your training, you know, we, even the, you know, we talk about it all the time. And I, we talked about it when we did that challenge, it's, um, it's physical. When you do a challenge with me, it's obviously going to be physical, but I feel like my goal is to work on that internal too. Once you feel a little bit stronger physically, you can take some more time and look at some internal stuff that might be blocking, you know, your goals and some of your, um, even within your business or your personal life. So I think it's kind of a bigger picture. It's a whole picture of your fitness and just of your life. There we go. The, the whole, yeah, the whole experience, the whole picture, everything, mm-hmm. nothing is left behind. And we're about that at First Sports Podcasts, aren't we, Kobe? Always, always. I mean, it begins with, working on yourself first and then doing the external after. But I want to know what led you to Muay Thai kickboxing? What, what made you choose that route? Gosh, do you want my, do you want the honest, honest, do you want the true story behind that? Yes. I actually went, this is a crazy story. I went on a holiday with a friend and a couple other people and it was a last minute kind of holiday. Um, it was a male friend and he had said to me, um, he'd just broken up with his girlfriend. He's like, Jody, I have this ticket. I, um, can you, you know, want to f- come? And I'm, and I was very clear. I'm like, I'll come, but I remember I'm coming as a friend because we'd have to share a room, right? So I laid down some pretty, um, strict rules on, what, <laughs> on where I was going. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries, right? There we are. And I got down there and we had, had a night out where we'd all went out and we'd had some drinks and he had had several more. <laughs> And I had a moment when we were had it got into a bit of a disagreement in our room and he was a tall guy. He was probably over six feet and he had a moment where he stood in front of the door and he was telling me to get out, but he was standing in front of the door. And 
it was it was a pivot moment for me where I thought, wow, what kind of situation <laughs> I got myself into. And it was it all turned out fine. But I mean, it was an intrinsic moment where I kind of thought that it was important for me as a woman that I honestly I wanted to have 30 seconds of knowledge. And I say to my girls and I say to anybody who does any martial arts, I'm like, I'm not trained to fight somebody to beat the crap out of them. I'm not. I'm training for if I'm ever put in a position where I need 30 seconds to catch somebody off balance, you know, off guard, where I actually have some skills. So that's kind of how that evolved. You know, I, I, I love the discipline of it. And everybody, when I ever trained with them in martial arts, I've had nothing but good experiences with it. And they just was like, they're usually a really good core group of people. Yes. That I've experienced. And I just, it fits the discipline of my training in my life. So, but that was, that was kind of the backstory of that, how it, that all kind of started. So it was like, it's like, okay. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great, it's an honest, honest story. I mean, it's a good reason to decide to do something of that ilk, basically. And yeah. it gives you the motivation to go and do it right. And yes. was it that gym that led you to kettlebell training? Uh, no, they were actually, it was two separate things. I um, ended up reaching out to someone who I went to university with because I found out he taught um, kettlebell in the in his garage. We used to, back in the day, <laughs> we, we used to cram like 20 people in this little garage space and swing bells, you know, and I would go there, I think, before class when I, when he just, when he certified me. And I would train at five in the morning with him, and then I would train again, again with the six o'clock crew. But yeah, once I got that certification done, I just, um, I wanted more in-depth certification. So I just kind of started looking. I actually, believe it or not, I, I had hurt my back when I did that tr extra training. And, you know, for me, it's all been about learning, right? Like, I learned how much I pushed myself. And I remember when I, I would, like we did, I hurt my back on the Friday. I laid on my couch all day Saturday. And I, and I know as I'm probably not one to lay around, but I remember laying there thinking, oh my God, I've hurt my back. I can't do what I wanted to do. It took away my ability. And I'm grateful every day to move. And one, one of my biggest fears is probably not being able to move. And then the next day I went out and we shot four hours of video and I was so sore and I I had to really look step back from that moment too and I thought man if I'm gonna teach this I better you know like I'm not really taking care of myself yeah it's just it's been a <laughs> I send I, I tend to have to learn things I guess <laughs> No, I, I share the fear of immobility with you. I've played sports all my life, been very physically active my entire life. Whenever I've suffered any form of injury and find myself immobile, it's mm -hmm. the scariest thing ever. So I take looking after myself and physical fitness seriously. Yeah. As you mentioned before, KBKB is coming up to five years. So I, yeah. I have to ask. Is there a party and are we invited? <laughs> There's always a party and you're always invited. I just, our parties look so different anymore, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're we're going to stand six feet apart. Right? Which, oh. which, is probably, which is probably good considering your kettlebell, your kickboxing experience. I, I, don't, I don't want to get a kick to the face. <laughs> we get too close, right? Yeah. No, we actually, when we did our one year at the studio, 
I was kind of, I'm really actually bad for celebrating things because I'm like, ah, you know, I'm always, I'm like, okay, my next thing, what's my next thing? What's our next goal? So, but yeah, coming up in October, I'll probably, I'll mention it at least. <laughs> there we go. No, that's good. Now, I, I got to ask, when you set up the studio and the program as it is now, what were some of the things that came up? Because I think this is really important for entrepreneurs and those people that create their own stuff, whether it's creating art or creating a business, there are going to be obstacles. Tell us about some of those things that you had to get past and come up against, that you came up against and that you had to get past initially. Well, our biggest one was, our biggest one was when we opened the studio, like the day, oh, it was March 17th. I was standing in the space across the street, like from where I was renting originally. I was standing in the space that we own, we like we lease now with the realtor and my phone started blowing up <laughs> and it was my client saying, Oh my God, they've closed the gyms. Like wait, they've closed us down. And here I am. I'm standing in this space that I'm getting ready to move into. Right. And I was just like, Oh my God, like what do you do with that? Right. Hmm. So we, we left the space. Actually I had to, well, I had to take care of everyone else because we were supposed to have class that night. And, so I handed out bells that night. Thankfully, um, we were online. I had an online platform that I had been working on a little bit more. So we'd shifted everybody within 48 hours. We were back teaching and training on Friday. With, we didn't skip a beat. But um, I think the biggest thing as an entrepreneur I've known for me is that there's always going to be challenges. We all have such a big focus on the pandemic did this to us. The pandemic did that. I think we're going to go through stuff regardless, whether we're in a pandemic and that, or that's how I've looked at it. And maybe that's the mindset that's helped me go forward. My thought process is if you stand still, you're going to stand still. <laughs> nothing, nothing evolves from standing still. So, you know, it's not about if you can do it, how you're going to do it, what that looks like. And, you know, going back to when I, when they first asked if I wanted to open up a Canadian region, well, if you stood back and looked at me, you're like, oh, like I stayed at home for 13 years. I just got separated. I have like, I didn't really have a big layout of a, a job wise. And I knew in my gut and I, that I would do it. And I was just like, okay, I know I'm going to do it. This is just something that always, I don't know. I think it, like, it's hard to explain. If you know, if you know, if you've experienced it, you'll go, oh, I get it because you just know, right? Like when I got on the plane to go to New York, I was nervous, but there was a calming sense within me that I knew I was on exactly the journey I was supposed to be on. And I think that helped me with any of the decisions I've had to make since that, you know, you don't make reckless decisions, but you just have to keep moving forward. And that's kind of, that's how, how we, how we figured out if we should, if I should get the space. It just seemed like the logical next step. As long as things laid out within, like with the lease and that, that, you know, that was possible. It was that moving forward. I needed a home for my clients and that was a bit easier way for me to um, manage it. Kind of came back to my trainers to like my trainers across the country. They are lot certified and they, some of them had trouble finding um, places to teach. And I was, I just sat down and I'm like, okay, kind of go to the core of the problem. 
is a home, right? And that's where the flagship was born here because I'm like, model it, build it here and go from there with it. So, so just, there's always, I think there's always going to be challenges as there should be. Cause if you don't have a challenge, you're not going to grow. Right. So mm-hmm. mindset and just moving forward. Always moving forward. Now you talked about the studio in Regina. Yes. Well, how does it work if, let's say you're not in Regina? What what does the how does one get involved? Uh, well, because the online training is growing, so that's super awesome. Yeah. So the online is been a great part of it because it's allowed me to connect with people in Australia, all across the world, in in Europe, and. Yes, you can online train with us. We live stream, you know, four times a week. Also, we have our beginner weight program without kettlebells because I, I didn't have that for the longest time. And then I realized that, you know, you know, you got to start somewhere and without a weight is the proper place to start. So we put that on there. So there's a lot of ways to jump on our online training and we still sort of do certifications too. So it's not just in studio things. It's I we call it the hybrid model, right? It's the new way, the new times, right? How people run their fitness, I think. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the pandemic forcing people to work from home and gyms being closed for such a long time. You, you have, if you want to stay fit, you have to find different avenues, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, given the online model and the fact that you do live streaming, Obviously, you're reaching a worldwide audience. Live streams are going to be more accessible to some than others. I assume you have like an on-demand available there? Yes. Yeah. So you can train with me at 5.30 and then if that doesn't work, because realistically, <laughs> that's not going to work, right? <laughs> so yeah, so we it's recorded and it, it, lives, it, it goes up later. So it lives there. So yeah. So anytime, I always say I have removed the excuse of, oh, I can't train at 5.30, Jody. <laughs> I'm like, you can train anytime you want. Hey, Justin Williams here. Thank you for listening to our segment thus far. If you want to hear more or receive exclusive detailed information, don't forget to follow us on our social medias, such as Instagram at pro.sports.podcasters. You can also get directly involved with us through messaging. See you later. And I want to get specifically to the equipment when it comes to kettlebells. So I've been working out for a long time. I don't want to say how long I want to age myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember when kettlebells sort of first came on the scene. Yeah. I never took to them because I didn't understand them. I had been working out with curling bars, dumbbells. What's the advantage of a kettlebell really for, say, a lay person like me who looks at it and doesn't quite understand it off the bat? Gosh, we don't have enough time, do we? <laughs> yeah, so the bet, the, you know, kettlebells are probably the most misunderstood training tool out there. I think it's getting a little bit better, but you know, you see something that's round and has a handle on it, you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with that, right? <laughs> and just because, again, poor techniques have been, you know, if you don't use something right, you're going to hurt yourself, just like if you're lifting with a barbell or any of those other things, right? And I think because they're, newer like they're newer to Canada to North America like really they've been around since 1704 but you know they they still are fairly new like late 80s when they came down came to the states but um the benefits are it's such a functional training tool if you're doing it properly you're going to work 
the largest muscle on the backside of your body, which is your butt. And, you know, people are always worried about their back, but if you're using it properly, it is going to strengthen your back. So it's just a really functional, I, when I did um, some ninjutsu when I was in Calgary, they were, um, I talked to one of the sifus and he's like, Jody, I've been training kettlebells for years. They're just, you know, they're something that they're just newer to the general population, but they have been around for a really long time. So the functional ability of the tool. Also, because if you like, if you were to go out and buy a bell, and I always say when people do train my online, they're like, well, I need seven different bells. Well, my, my clients here in Regina, they're super spoiled because I've got so many. So there is times on the mats where some of them have seven beside them, which is crazy. But um, if you only have a couple or one, you can make it harder by how you hold the bell. Okay. So if, okay. let's say you went and got a 20 and you're pressing a 20, you're like super easy, right? Now, if I get you to hold it by the handle, like in a bottoms up position, so, you know, the ball is on the top, the handle's on the bottom, it's going to change your press, make it harder. So when you figure out it, and that's a nice thing, if you go on to the Arla online training platform, there's always ways to make it harder, but you, and it'll, it'll benefit you and guide you a bit better than, you know, if you, a lot of people just think a bell is just for swinging, right? Yeah. And there's so much more that you can do with it. Now, if someone wants to just get a feel for this, what's the most basic package you have available on your online site? It's our beginner package. So our beginner package is actually, it's got our body weight, and then it's it's got six sessions of body weight. So I always say, I gave people six sessions, or so six classes, and it's like you would go where you would train one and then you train that same one for two to three days that week. And then you go into the next one. If you feel like you're ready, you'll know, right? And then you'll go to the next one. And then we have the beginner kettlebell kickboxing one. And that's where we introduce the kettlebell. And along with that, there's tutorials on there. So if you're like really struggling with the swing, you can go into this kettlebell swing and I'll just teach you directly. Not like live, but I'm on there video wise. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll break it right down for you. Okay, excellent. And when you take part in the classes, is it a one-off or does it live for life on your profile? You know, it it stays there for, you know, to be honest, I'd have to ask my IT how long he keeps them on there. It They stay up there for probably a month and a half. And just because the storage space, you can't keep that much. And I find that most people, they don't really go back too far anyways. They want to do... I don't know. It's human nature. I think they want to do the newest one, right? <laughs> mm. So, but you do find some people, that, but they live that they they live there for quite some time. Just they're not going to be there for forever. And you got some ad challenges as well. Oh, we do. Yes, you're familiar with that one, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, we have our programs that you can just when you purchase them. We made it so that you can log in to keep them so you don't have to download them. I used to have them that you could download them and then we spent more time helping people download things because it can be a challenge, right? So we kind of thought we, when we built the studio site, we took that away so then you don't have to download it. You don't have to take up space on your computer. You just go in and train them. But we do have, we have our absolute ab series that we shot in New York and then our most recent one that you know of, which was our cardio and core and our glutes and core one. So... They're there for you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I didn't know you shot one of them in New York. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The first ones we shot, like, it was crazy. Everything's always been so, um, I said, yeah, I said, I've always liked to do, I would like to do a core one. They're like, okay, let's shoot it tomorrow. 
<laughs> so we shot three videos the day of, actually the day that I got on the plane to fly back home. And I always wondered what would take to get me sore because I do so much training that sometimes I don't get stiff anymore. Mm. And I'm like, oh yeah. So we did, each video was 25 minutes. We shot three of them. And then the next morning I was like, okay, that's what it takes. <laughs> that and some travel. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. You have to check those ones out now too. Add it, <laughs> well, add it in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard there might be something going on between Pro Sports Podcasters and KBKB, but you'll just have to follow our social medias for that. Kettlebell Kickboxing is available on Instagram at Kettlebell Kickboxing. What are your other social medias for KBKB, Jody? Oh, we are oh, we're, we're everywhere. We're on we have Facebook, so our Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada there. Um, YouTube. Where else do we live? Uh, LinkedIn. We're all on there. And we do do, we are on Twitter a little bit, not so much. And to my children's embarrassment, I'm also on TikTok every now and then. <laughs> yeah, we just got TikTok too, so we get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, please don't do that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, I've seen your content. You put out some good stuff. Like, honestly, I, I see I see your videos and I, I feel healthier just looking at them. Like, very inspiring. <laughs> inspiring I have people that say they sit down and have their coffee. And I'm like, no, don't sit down. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, if, you, if you're not following kettlebell kickboxing, you, you'll want to go to the gym after fo- following the account. Thank you. <laughs> now, Jody, you mentioned your children. You have three kids, right? I do, yes. So that makes you a very experienced mother. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Are they all kettlebell kickboxers? No, my my youngest little bit. They kind of went through phases. Okay. My oldest, I got him kettlebells a couple, oh God, probably four years ago. And now he's like, yeah, I still swing it a little bit. <laughs> my, my middle one, she's like, yeah, she's... But my youngest, she she will do. She's turning 16, my youngest. So she's like at that age where she's like, okay, I got to grow the booty. So, <laughs> so she'll pick up the bells more. But it's been a, it's been a transition for them. You know, I don't say it's been the easiest transition for them because they went from having me 100% all the time. Yeah. So, you know, they went through a period of they weren't too keen on the whole thing. You know, they're like kind of, I think they felt for a bit that it took me away from them, what I did. So that's been a journey too, figuring that out. But they support as much as (laughs) teens support, right? (laughs) (laughs) And how young could someone be to get involved in this? I think probably, well, now you asked me that, if you asked me that two weeks ago, my answer would be different. So last week I had 22 moms and four-month-old babies on the mat. <laughs> While their moms swung a kettlebell, they practiced their rolling skills. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, probably 14's probably... You know, we have our kids' class that we run on Saturdays, but 14's a good age to, you know... Because you got to have some coordination. You want to have some mush, some strength, some good knowledge that you can connect your mind with your body, right? So you don't want to just throw somebody in there that's not there yet, so... Yeah, so since talking with you last time, I've kind of looked into kettlebells. Yep. And I've noticed you can get them in static weights or companies like Bowflex have adjustable weight kettlebells. Yeah. What weight would you suggest for a person based on their physical ability? Like for me, for instance, I'm 200 pounds. 
I'm at my fittest at about 190 and relatively athletic. My wife is 135 pounds, somewhat athletic, but more uh, lower body strength than upper body strength. What kettlebell weight would you suggest for someone like her or someone like me? Well, generally, probably with for women, we would start them, you know, if they're unsure and they're not like athletically inclined, we probably, I'll give them a 15 to okay. get them started. If you are, you know, you've trained before, a 20 is good for them. And then you'll just increase it as you go from there, 20 to 25. Okay. Um, I just talked to someone the other day and we actually, we, we picked for her to get a 25 because she had some, you know, some experience before. And then eventually, cause you can see the, the progress, the progress for it would be to start with the kettlebell with two hands so that a 25 is not bad. You can overpress them, you know, with two hands. And then you'll have the option to, once you get stronger, you can do that single press with that right. Now, gen- men are, men generally start them at a 25, but somebody with them that's a little bit more advanced is probably even going to go up to a 30. Now, I'll tell you a story. One time I was in Vancouver and I went to a heavy lift gym. Yeah. And I had two guys and I gave them both. And so they were, they were, um, familiar obviously with lifting and lifting heavy. And I gave them both 20 pounds. Now, the difference between what you're doing with that kettlebell is also huge. Like I had both of those guys sweating and having a pool of sweat with a 20 pound bell and they couldn't believe it because the things, the motions we did weren't just swinging the bell, right? Yeah. So it's significantly different than working a dumbbell. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll keep that in mind when I buy mine. Mm-hmm. So you're probably like, I mean, you probably could be good depending on what you're going to do with it. If you're going to do swings, if you came to me and you said, Jody, I'm just, I just want a kettlebell for swings and you, you know, you would go, you know, heavier. Like you could even go probably a 35, 45 pound okay. kettlebell as long, but make sure that you know the motions first, right? And are you familiar with these uh, adjustable weight kettlebells? I have seen them. I've, I've had a couple, actually, when we did our, our mental wellness our swing for suicide prevention, we actually had somebody bring one to the park and I saw them. I'm like, I mean, I'm never opposed to any type of uh, anything that gets you moving. I think it's great. I don't own one because I prefer the stability of, well, and probably because I have, like, I mean, I look on my floor and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, I've got 10 kettlebells in my house. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, I mean, for somebody who doesn't, have the ability to have that many. It's a good thing. But you do, with those ones, you just have to be a little bit careful with them um, when you do the different holds around the belly of the bell or the round part about it. If it doesn't pinch your fingers and your hands, like you just have to, it's just going to be a little bit different. Now, I, you just mentioned, was it swing for suicide prevention? Yeah. What's that? We did um, this summer, We for 20 minutes, we went to the park. We challenged a studio in... Moose Jaw, so a neighboring city, if we could beat them in swing. So our goal as a team, them and us, was to get um, 20,000 swings in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. So we went to the park and we got to swing for 20 minutes and everybody paid a fee that we donated to um, suicide prevention and everybody got a t-shirt out of it. So it was good. Like, in, you know, we know that we talk about mental health and wellness a lot. And you said too, like, you know, being that you're active, the importance of physically, how that helps your mental health. For sure. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll probably do it again next year. 
So we'll get you guys involved in that one. You can do it with us. That's excellent. We look forward to that. And we've really appreciated having you on. I guess one question I'd like to ask you before we get you out of here is, what are some words of advice you'd pass on to people that would like to follow in your footsteps and set up their own studio? Uh, I think you have to, number one, you got to believe in yourself. You know, you don't want that to waver because that's so important. Number two, start. You can sit around a table and you can talk and you can think as much as you want, but unless you actually do that first step, nothing moves. And then find, then you got to find people. If you're doing good things, good people will be, will come around you and you still need that support system. My thing, I, I started this solo and it's like now I have my trainers and you know more of a team wise and it was good like I always thought I think maybe because I was separated and I thought I'm not having anyone help me I can do this on my own and you know it's been a journey of learning and going okay you need good people around you so a few things yep right and I guess in terms of having the right people around you one thing you mentioned before when it came to your family was initially you didn't have that support there was a little bit of maybe some hesitation when you went out on this venture. How do you deal with that? I think that comes down to believing in what you believe in. And I believe that so much. Like, it was my brother. He told me I was crazy. <laughs> he, probably, well, he won't admit that now. He'd never read me like, I didn't, I didn't say that to you. But, um, yeah, like, and, and I, my dad, too. I, I remember a conversation. I actually remember a conversation I was at my parents' place and he was actually quite mad at me. We'll, we'll use the word mad because I think that's a good word. And, but when you believe something so much inside you, I remember leaving, driving my girls back to the city. And I think that probably would have rattled me probably 10 years ago if I would have had that encounter with my dad like that. And that I was so okay. And I was like, it was that moment where I'm like, I'm super proud of what I'm doing and I'm okay with everything. And it was like, even if I fell on my face, I would be able to go, I did it like I did it. Like I tried. And I think you, I don't, I think when you go into this, you will find your family is probably the first that are going to not be on, on board. Honestly, I think that, I don't know if that's everyone else's experience, but I find that people outside of that circle likely will be more so. And you really have to, um, hang on deep to that. What you, what you want to do. It's so important because again, that's not their goals, right? So when I left that day and my knew my dad was upset with me, I was able to go, that's not his idea. My dad came from a place of concern. You know, he was more wanting to make sure that, I, you know, he would have been happy if I would have said, yeah, I got a Monday to Friday job, dad. I'm going to get paid this every day. Like, he would have seen that as more security. Yeah, safe, safe stability. Yeah, and but I, I'm like, nothing. I don't, I don't think anything's safe and stable. Like, mm. you, so you just kind of got to do what, what you want to do and just know that, I just think if you believe, you got to believe in what you're doing. It comes down to that. Because if you don't and then people start picking at you and you listen to that, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point. you got to be stoic or you have to be resilient, mm-hmm. which is appropriate for the times that we're in. Yes. Yeah, that barely says it all. 
really. And I mean, obviously, you're a good example of that. Yeah, this has been a great chat. And it's always a pleasure to hear from you, Jody. You just, you got good energy. You're obviously passionate about fitness and it shows. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with the audience before we let you go? I'm, I'm always, I'm like, I'm, I always have so much to say. <laughs> you guys, you forever. Here's a chance. Here's my chance. Uh, I think just get started. Even just connect with me too. Sometimes it's just you need to reach out to somebody and say, I don't even, even if you don't even know where to start, the start spot would be you just sending a message saying, Jody, this is my situation. Here I am. What do I do? People need people. And you need, sometimes you need a teammate to go, come on, you got this. You're going to show up tomorrow, right? So you got to take care of you. It's important. See, you now, and I'm like, That's I can right. talk forever, but no I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> right? You got to show up. You know, it's been a pleasure. We'll definitely have you back on to talk more. We've, we've enjoyed the chat. So, yeah, once again, Jody Barrett from Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. You can find them on Instagram at Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. It was great talking with you, Jody. Yes, thanks for having me on, you guys. I expect to see you on our next challenge. <laughs> for sure. <laughs>